Hi, everyone. This is your favorite friends, Andrew and Juliana. Or Juliana and Andrew. Or just simply those silly people who talk into your ear for 30 minutes. Those little silly billies that one lives in Chicago and one lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. For today, I have a couple of questions for Andrew, just to start it off. Whoa, all right. I didn't prepare. No, that's okay. Neither did I. My first question, well, that's a lie because I have questions. My first question is... I can't see your face. I'd love to see your face. (laughs) Is that better? Like, not in a weird way, but just like I can only see your forehead. Is that that better? Yeah, that's perfect. It's beautiful. Um, Okay, so I have a couple of questions for you, Andrew. All right. Now that you can see my face. Yeah. Okay. Um, number one, have you think have you seen Father Stew? No. <laughs> it's so good. Is it you really? Haven't? Oh, Andrew, you'll cry. Will I? Yes, it's about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so so. It's about a priest that becomes a. I'm describing this all wrong. It's about this troubled man who eventually becomes a priest. But while he be- is becoming a priest, like while he's almost becoming a priest, he gets a disease that like cripples him a lot. It's called Father Stew. It's now on Netflix. My mom and I saw it in theaters and we cried like babies. And it is just a story about finding your faith and like staying faith. I mean, you would love it. You mm. need, you need. And everyone that has any interest in either Mark Wahlberg, Catholicism, priesthood, or just in general loves a good movie to cry at, everyone needs to see Father Stew. That's actually this week's sponsor. Father Stew. Thank you, Father. Now, I have three questions for you. (laughs) Shoot. Number one, tell me about your new hairdo. Hi, listeners. So my... (laughs) One of my dear friends, Sarah, gave me a haircut and it looked so good. But, and Sarah, other than being just so beautiful, she is so talented. And one of the things that she's talented at is cutting hair. She cut my hair for me. And seriously, I haven't had that good of a haircut in years. Um, And then this weekend, I got a little impulsive. <laughs> and I was like, what would curtain bangs look like in my hair? And... The only scissors I had were the little scissors they give you in mini sewing kits. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the ones that like just your fingers. Put How through. long did it take you to cut? Not long at all. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> That's the problem. So there's this one little curl <laughs> that I literally, it's the length basically from my forehead almost to my eyebrow and it looks like a harry potter scar it does it's the shortest lock of hair i've ever seen on a grown adult woman adds pizzazz adds personality adds intrigue i look like alfalfa uh next question what are three words you would use to describe a beautiful night sky and it can't be beautiful or night or sky velvet whoa endless Mm. And vast. 
Love it. Third question. If one celebrity could tuck you in at night, who would it be? Matthew Gray Goobler. <laughs> Should have known. That's all they can do, though. They can never do anything else with you or for you, but just tuck you okay, in. Okay, then I'm changing my answer then. Okay, okay. Tom Holland. I thought He's you got the ick for him. I did with that haircut. Yeah. Oh, my God. It wasn't good. No, it's for that 70s thing he's in. I don't know if I want to watch it. I mean, I'll watch it, but... I mean, me too. I'm just being dramatic. Can we talk about how good Timothy Chalamet is looking? I don't see that, what you see in him. (laughs) Timothy, if you're listening to this, Illy. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're a boy that I think looks like Timothy Chalamet, but literally no one else in my life thinks looks like timothy chalamet ehe that means i hate you it's, it's deep cut because this is probably gonna really release like in a while so that's a deep cut if you're listening to this you literally know who you are ehe this is drama you're an sob Juliana, let's reminisce. Let's tell everybody one story about us that they don't know. Okay. Um, when me and Andrew went to see a movie one time, um, we would see like a lot of a lot of movies together um in college. And was it you one time that I literally poured a whole bucket of popcorn over, or was it someone else? I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> So, so the story that you, the one story you chose to share was not about us. Okay, can we rewind? Because I have another story. Okay, let's see if you do better. <laughs> you're 0 for 1. <laughs> no, this is actually such a fond memory I have. And you're going to be so, it's going to warm your heart when I say it. I don't know. I think it was my junior year. What what year did we have? Junior year. That's auditioning. Yeah. It was junior year and I walked into auditioning and we were in the same auditioning class and you picked me up and spun me around on the first day of class. That's so cute. And we took a selfie after and it says like first day of class and like (gasps) it was really cute. Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I met Juliana. We (laughs) What? (laughs) The first time I met Juliana. This was, you know, during welcome week and I had been recovering from like a cold or sickness or something and so i my voice was like almost gone and juliana literally the first thing she said to me was oh hi i love your voice (laughs) and i was like that means nothing to me this is not my voice but i didn't tell her that i just said oh you're so kind thank you literally i don't i don't remember the first time i met you it was that time well yeah thank you for remembering for us i do remember how we were obsessed with like taking bites out of the same thing at the same time. We have pasta pictures to prove it. And like we went to a candy shop and did that. There's Pizza. a quesadilla. Yeah. Go quesadilla. Quesadilla. Yeah. yeah from uh, uh, what's the taco horrible Cabana. place? Taco Cabana. <laughs> Late night taco. Delicious. I was wearing that that uh, Henley, that gray Henley mm-hmm. after Pomo. Okay. Should we get into this? Yes, of course. Today's um, words and suggestions come straight out of a word generator. (laughs) The best one money can buy. Let's do like witness, occupation, Mm. and time period. Oh. (laughs) Okay. So the witness is going to be Chase. (laughs) 
Chase. He was my first kiss as a little kid. I was very little and a boy named Chase lived in my neighborhood in San Antonio, Texas, and we kissed on the lips before he moved. The time period? Can we use can we use that? Coup? <laughs> no. Like, that's that's associated with a different time period, right? It's gonna be hard to get a time period out of a word random word generator. Just ask Google for a random time period. <laughs> can it do that? <laughs> I bet it can. The occupation is captain. Okay. Um, which, so maybe it's during the Salem witch trials. Witch trials. You got it. <laughs> okay. Easy. We were able to do it. Okay. We're about to John Proctor the shit out of this story, baby. Goody, goody Proctor. <laughs> Dancing with the devil. Ooh. All right. So this story takes place somewhere where I've personally never been to. Um, I have done the um, Google 360 view of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been there. Yeah. those that it, it gets more and more realistic every year that it updates. Yeah. Um, and that place is Salem, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And not recently. No. Maybe you've this... heard of the witch trials. I don't know if you're familiar with history at all, but it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Like when people say, mm, it's a witch hunt, this is what they're referring to and usually incorrectly. Yeah. And when they say... It's cooler than a witch's titty out here. They're literally referencing this. And also when they say, I want to shove a broomstick up my ass. They're also referencing this time period. Mm-hmm. So it's the Salem Witch Trials. And Andrew, you have that exact year for us, right? Yeah, 1841. Thank you. I bet it's like the 1600s. It's definitely not. I knew it. I knew yeah, 1600s. <laughs> um, actually, Google says us an d- exact date from February of 1962 to May of 1693. So why did you say 1841? I was thinking of the Salem Witch Trials, that popular song that was released by Radiohead. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have a clip of it. <laughs> It was the 1800s, and all the girls were being caught. Everybody thought they were witches, but But they they were were not. not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's why. That is a hit. That's a hit. I was just thinking about that song. Yeah. So anyways, Salem, (laughs) Salem Witch Trials from the 1600s. Honestly, I'm surprised history teachers haven't sued Radiohead for providing the wrong date. It's not unlike Hamilton. Touche. I mean, Hamilton is completely historically accurate, but... Every last word. And but note. they took some they took some liberties with the costumes. Liberties. Okay, so huh, Salem Witch Trials. The... A lot of this murder was overshadowed in history because mm-hmm. people, you know, Salem Witch Trials, people focus on, oh, they were burning women that weren't witches. They just mm-hmm. hated women. Wada, yada, yada. That's boring. That's tired. But you know what's wired is this story we're about to tell you about the captain of the witches. Mm-hmm. Hysteria Ravana was her name. 
Captain Hysteria Ravana. Mm -hmm. And her name has been redacted actually out of a lot of history books uh, due to the literal, like, we can't spell it. No one knows how to spell it. They used they used a lot of symbols. Um, it's yeah, and so that's our best guess at the pronunciation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for our purposes today, we're just going to call her Captain Vanna. Mm -hmm. Um, just so we don't butcher her name over and over again because her legacy has already been butchered enough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so was she. Unfortunately, um, but not I because. She was a witch. No. Which is what we're about to get into, which is interesting because they killed a lot of women that weren't witches and then they killed her and she was a witch, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the reason. No. And she's commonly referred to as captain of the witches just because of the time period that this takes place in. Mm -hmm. Nothing more. Yeah. It held no special intention back in she the day. She wasn't literally a captain of witches. No, no. She was a captain of her um, baking league. They made such good bread. And scones. Lots of scones. Lots of blueberry and boysenberry scones. It was new fruit they had just found in the Americas. So they were taking full advantage. Yeah. Again, a lot of this has been redacted from history. So if that's not what you've heard growing up or if that's not if that doesn't sound historically accurate, it's literally just because this was never written down. Mm-hmm. And it Until, certainly isn't on the internet. No, it's not on the internet. We had to figure this out on our own. So like Juliana said, um Captain Vanna was butchered. Mm-hmm. And um she really it was really kind of a sad story because like I said, she was captain of her baking league and she really was doing everything right um, that women, you know, were supposed to do back then. Um, this was a really oppressive time, when it, you know, as as you would think, you know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, on that, we have a little clip from a documentary on the Salem Witch Trials that really talks about um, the socioeconomic role of women in society. Mm -hmm. And Juliana has that for us. Mm -hmm. Let me pull it up. It's really scientific. It went over our heads the first time. We had to watch it a few times. So if you need to replay, that's fine. Uh, but this this uh, scientist, doctor lady, uses a lot of big words. So be prepared. Hello, and thank you for joining me on BBC Tonight. The marsupials known as opossums live here in North America. But that is not what we're talking about tonight. I'm going to pause it right there already. She's using so many big words. So now this next part is where she gets into. We should have cut the clip a little better, but here's the next part. Captain Varna was known as a captain in her baking league. Unlike the marsupials of North America, she was not safe. With her ingeniousness, she intimidated the typhoid-ridden men. Unfortunately, she met her demise ubiquitously in 18... In 18 years. She only lived to 18. 
and that's uh that's that's that says a lot about the socioeconomic <laughs> status of women yeah they o- they were only letting women live till 18 it was really horrible basically they would raise them till they were 12 marry them off and then they would have to have children by 13 and 14 they raised them for three years and then after 17 they were killed and nobody tells you that because everyone says witch trials witch trials but nobody says that none of these witches were even fully brain developed yet no they were literally 18 years old or younger they couldn't even rent a car they couldn't even drive a car. They couldn't even say the word car. Vote back then. And that's exactly what Captain Vanna was fighting for. Captain Vanna, she was one of the early pioneers for of the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know what the word feminism meant, but they knew they were fighting for it. Yes, she would. There are some writings of her she knew how to write first of all which was crazy town crazy town for for women back then Mm -hmm. but some of her little sayings that she'd inscribe in different places were like um let women sharpen the spears too and let women pray inside the church building not just outside in the pouring rain one of them said Men, question mark, who needs them? Radical. I mean, she was, she was beyond her time. Mm-hmm. In more ways, in more ways than one. She was six, four. Towered over the men too. Mm-hmm. So naturally the town um, that she was living in was not very supportive of her. At all. No, except the only the only group of ladies she found joy with was her baking club, mm-hmm. which they they called the um, the Mayflower. But they spelled flower F L O U R. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and she found some camaraderie with the other witches. That's right, she was a witch. Yeah, but I think, I mean, we have to mention the person she found the most camaraderie with. Oh, yeah. Chase Chase. Moynenham. Chase Moynenham. Chase was um, another uh, Mm 18-year-old. And frankly, he had already been married. Yeah, he was married because, you know, you got to marry him young because the women Mm -hmm. are are dead soon. Mm -hmm. And he was married uh, to another woman who was in her baking club Mm -hmm. until she was killed off. Yeah. So then he was left. Hester Dorinson. Hester Dor and R.I.P. Hester. R.I.P. Hester. Mm-hmm. But Chase Moynihan was left single mm-hmm. at the ripe age of sixteen. So now to the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a story pieced together from the information that we have. So we might be dramatizing a little bit, but what else can we do? Mm-hmm. And we're and uh, we always strive to do our best to tell the story in its entirety and, and as truthful as we can. Capital T truthful. Mm-hmm. Capital T R U full. Chase and Captain Vanna were what we believe was on a date. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the last writing that we have of her said that she was about to get boinked that night for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I believe it was the first written down usage of the word boinked. She was a wordsmith of her time. She also um, would comment a, a play on words of, of Chase's uh, Plymouth Rock. And you can fill in the blank for what she would put. It's it's another word for a male chicken. Plymouth male chicken, basically. <laughs> yeah, so... So her, so her writings were salacious. They sometimes. were. And that's some of the reason why people didn't like her. As yeah. if she needed more reasons. As if being a feminist witch wasn't enough. <laughs> that was she a also, six four. She also was very tall and would write... She also was very tall and would write um, some pretty, pretty dirty things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'd hide little notes in the bread she baked. And she would pass them to other ladies because they were bored. And so ladies loved hearing her writings mm-hmm. and the stories she would make up and sometimes the real life fantasies that she would be experiencing with her lovers. Mm-hmm. And but- she would hide these in the bread she was baking and the word got around that that bakery that baking club was doing really good compared to the all the other baking clubs mm-hmm. and everyone was like oh it must be captain vana but they never said but it was because of her writing yeah and her little inappropriate things and that's where we found that men who need them her mm-hmm. little quips her feminist quips mm-hmm. and she would write about like the female pleasure i mean she mm. she was she was she was the Bold. originator of the witch's tits. Yes. She wrote about her tits a lot, her witch's tits a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to this date night that they're having. They have to do it away from the village because mm-hmm. it, you know, would strike up too much intrigue. They bring their bread that is freshly baked by uh, Captain Vanna. And Chase was a butcher, so he brought some meat meat and they were just gonna have bread and meat a classic pilgrim food meal meal mm-hmm. um no cutlery no blanket no they were gonna the leaves were their blanket and nature was their late night date spot mm-hmm. and this is where it gets tricky mm-hmm. because it was just the two of them so we're not sure exactly what happened but we do know that chase was the only one to return the next day mm-hmm. back to the village covered, covered in mud, leaves and blood. Read the diary entry that Chase wrote. I need Y'all will not up. believe this. It says, boinked, beheaded, beguiled. Which I think, um, I think Steven Spielberg has copyrighted that phrase, and it's going to be the title of his next movie. Yeah, that might that that um that exact phrase has been used many years, many different ways. Uh, but that is the original, the the triple B, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Boinked, mm-hmm. beheaded, beheaded, beguiled, beguiled. Mm-hmm. So that was his journal entry. Mm-hmm. Honestly, crazy that Chase was using bigger words than our BBC woman. Marcy feels a huge word, Andrew. And she did use it four times, so. 
Yeah. I don't know what you've been reading, but to me and to that woman, marsupial is a huge word. So. So uh, Chase saw this. And here's the thing. Nobody cared. No. Nobody cared cared about Captain Vanna. No. Chase got away scot-free. Mm-hmm. Except the witches. The baking yeah. club didn't care. They said more bread for us. Mm-hmm. But the witches, they knew the second that Captain Vanna had died because they're witches. They're fucking witches. They knew. They literally knew. And they all woke up from their slumber, sat straight up out of bed. Imagine, imagine vampires out of their coffin. How they imagine, rise up. Imagine when you open up a jar and one of those snakes pops out because it's one of those fake jars. That's how springy they were. And they immediately congregated at their witch coven and immediately hexed Chase. Mm-hmm. He had no ankles. <laughs> no. The rest of his days. And people wrote down, not good in a chase. That was on his tombstone. Yeah. They had some fun back then. And you can still visit his headstone today, right? His tombstone? Yes, I did. Uh, it's on, or Google. on Google 360. You can do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right below, not good to chase. It says, boinked, beheaded, beguiled. And I think the saddest thing is that we'll never know what Captain Vanna could have done for this world. We will never know what she could have brought feminist action, you know, what Mm. feminist action she could have brought. Um, And frankly, we'll never know what her bread tasted like because she kept that recipe to herself. She did. And the only reason Chase could give for beheading her, get this boredom can you believe the audacity of these men literally that was it she was tall he was bored they boinked the rest is history he beheaded her and the world was beguiled so this is why um juliana and i on this podcast actually want to start a little bit of an activist movement we want to Mm -hmm. um propose that boinked beheaded beguiled becomes the battle cry of the feminist movement Mm -hmm. and step one of that ladies we're not sleeping with men anymore no boinking secondly we're advocating for beheading to come back as capital Mm -hmm. punishment Mm -hmm. and only to men though and only to men yes that deserve it yes like and third jeffrey dahmer Mm -hmm. what third Third is the beguiled part, Juliana, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first, Andrew, would you def- define define beguiled for us? For anyone who's listening that might not know what beguiled is, Andrew's going to define it for you right now. Yeah, beguiled is an old-fashioned word for perplexed in a sultry way. So I'm going to step in here and correct you, just because this is a feminist movement. And I can do that now. Um, If I were to define beguile, it is to charm or enchant someone, sometimes in a deceptive way, which is exactly what Chase was doing to Captain Vanna. I find that perplexing. 
charming her in a deceptive way. Sultry, even. Nope. You're adding things, as men often do. So we want all you ladies out there to beguile. And bewitch. That's not one of the bees. Please do not bewitch. Unless that's your thing. And who's Andrew to stop you? A man? Touche. Thank you. That's that that's that story. Sad, true, and untimely. I mean, luckily she did reincarnate and she came back as many women throughout history. Oh yes. Um, it started off with with Harriet Tubman was in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she also was um, Princess Margaret. Right now, we really do think that uh, she is Lana Del Rey. We can't prove it, but Lana said some things that sound real Captain Vanna, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Especially the lyric, Andrew, you know the lyric that I'm thinking of. Can you say it? Oh, yeah. The lyric where she says... Beguile me, beguile me. If you can't, then drive pile me. That's one of Lana's unreleased um, works. And we think that sounds exactly like Captain Vanna. Captain Vanna would probably wrote that on the bread paper. It's a sad story. It's a triumphant story. It's a story of intrigue. It's a beguiling story. It's a marsupial story. It's a... (laughs) It's a story about feminism and the past and the future and and all of us. Mm -hmm. And coming together as one to overcome hateful people. I think there's a little Captain Vanna in all of us. Oh, God. Yeah, there is. I feel her now. Cut the cameras. Cut the mics. Thanks, Caroline Munsell, for our theme song. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you, Andrew, for editing, recording, social mediaing, all the things we do. We were No, have... Juliana does the social mediaing. No, I said thank you, Andrew Juliana. I said both oh, okay. of our names and then I listed things we did. Email us at murderibaileyknower at gmail.com. Submit your ideas, submit your quandaries, submit things that you like about us. Make a fake email and profess your love to one of us. If you're We're tired curious. of just hearing our voices, ask for a photo. We'll give you one. And we'll sign it. Electronically. If you pay for the postage. <laughs> Tell us what font you want us to type our name in. That's how we'll sign it. Except I'll only do Comic Sans. Did you hear that? I didn't. Oh. Well, there was a huge squeak from my updoor, upstairs neighbor. Squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> you have Is that another Lana song? Squeaked before. <laughs> Fuck right off, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of any big words. <laughs> Marcel. I, I couldn't think of literally any, any big words except for marsupial and beguile. Beguile came later. <laughs> you weren't even searching for big words at that point. No, because it was already in my head. Like, I, because I didn't use it. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, 
my mind was like screaming at me to use the word beguile, but I didn't know what it meant. That was good. Do you want to hear Lucky? Did that sound like a monkey? Yeah, you want mine? Yeah. Your monkey sounds mad. Yeah, he's his banana was taken away. Do you want to hear what my monkey sounds like when my when her banana's taken away? Yeah. Give me back. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back. That's all. We're cutting it. The audio's recording is done. I sure hope the audio recording is done before then. <laughs> no. Doesn't Demi Lovato have a Dancing with the Devil? Is that in her album name? I saw Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil. I think it's their album name now. Um, Demi Lovato just recently redacted that and said she goes by she, her now again. <laughs> and that's all we have to say on that. <laughs> I think so. Double check, because I am not about to be canceled. <laughs>